Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey everyone, it's a new week, which means a new episode of a Genuine Girl podcast. I promised you guys I'd be coming out with some new and improved content as we got closer to the start of a new semester, so here I am with some fresh content for you. I'm actually super excited about today's episode because I really think, and at least I hope, that a lot of people can relate to this topic of really just being nervous to go back to school, whether you're going back to a college campus or you are just taking classes online, whatever it may be, I want you to know first and foremost, if you're feeling nervous at all, you are not alone. Girl, I am feeling very nervous about many different things, especially this semester, even more than normal semesters just obviously because of what's going on in the world, and I think it's hard to be honest about our nerves sometimes because a lot of people think, you know, you go to college or wherever you go to school, you get back to campus, and everybody is just so happy, everyone seems to be in such a good mood, so excited to meet people, start classes, and so if you appear even a little bit nervous, it's kind of like, oh like, what is she doing? She's actually nervous about this? Like, people, you think people might judge you or something for being nervous, or, you know, you just don't want to be seen that way. You want to be seen as that happy, fun person who's super excited to be at school and super social, loving classes, all of that kind of thing. But in reality, I think we all have some level of nerves when we go back to school. A lot of us are just, I guess, pretty good at covering up those nerves with other emotions, like excitement. And sometimes I think, though, this kind of goes a little too far. I think we (laughs) get a little too excited and try to overcompensate for feeling worried about school with just being over-the-top excited and outgoing and just trying to do it all before the semester even begins and we end up getting really burnt out really quickly because as classes start to kick in and things start to get harder and we realize like oh I can't be hanging out with people 24-7 and you know being this super happy person all the time it becomes a little harder to keep up with that facade. So I figure this episode, I just want to talk a little bit about the truth behind starting a new semester or a new school year, why a lot of us can get nervous, some personal experiences that I've had feeling nervous to go back to school, and just kind of 
some tips to feel a little less nervous and, you know, to stop overcompensating for your nerves by being someone you're not and instead be honest with yourself, be honest with other people about how you're feeling and therefore, you know, you can set yourself up for a successful, authentic semester. I know that was a lot of words right there, but I hope you see what I'm trying to get at here in this episode. I think this is just such an important topic that should not be glazed over because I think especially this semester there are plenty of reasons to be nervous and it's important to be honest about them. So to make this episode a little bit easier for everyone, I decided to split it up into three different parts. So first I'm going to be talking about academics and feeling nervous in that area, whether it's with your classes, teachers, grades, all that kind of thing. Then I'm going to get into the social piece of going back to school and feeling nervous about making friends or keeping friends or just having things to do on campus or off campus, just feeling nervous about the social piece. And finally, the last section I'm getting into is probably the most difficult for me to talk about because I don't even really have good advice for it, but I still want to talk about it and be real. That's just the health and state of the world right now and our own personal health. Feeling nervous about that is, I think, big for any semester, but especially this semester, I think this is a huge one to touch on. And so I definitely want to do that, but I'm going to save that for the end and focus first on a couple of things that I think are kind of universal and just areas of <laughs> that people get nervous in really every semester. So starting with academics, let's get into it. All right, so I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I, I know that after doing some math, I am going to be going into 15th grade, aka my junior year of college this year. And, you know, when you think about it as 15th grade, at least for me, I think, wow, that's a lot of years behind me of classes, of professors and teachers, of just experience in a classroom environment. This is my 15th year of it. And so when you think of it like that, you would think, you know, oh, I'm super experienced in school. There's no reason to be worried about academics. But if you're anything like me, you might still get a little bit nervous before every new semester for what your classes are going to look like, for who your professors or teachers are going to be, if they're going to be nice, mean, hard, easy, what your grades are going to be, what your GPA is going to be, how that's going to contribute to your overall GPA in college, and how that's going to contribute to you getting a job outside of school. and all of these things, you can take it really far, right? At least that's what I do. But so, you know, it's kind of funny to think like, oh yeah, I have 14 years of experience behind me, yet I'm still pretty worried about my classes. But that's just normal, I think. And I want to normalize that because I think 
a lot of students kind of go into classes the first day and they just they don't seem super nervous they're just kind of there they are trying to appear really confident and put together all the girls are taking out their planners and writing stuff down and nodding along as the teachers are talking and you know it seems like everyone is just this perfect student ready for a great semester super excited and engaged right at least i think a lot of people try to put on that front, especially the first day, first week of classes. They want to impress the professors and just appear like they have their life together. I've I've done it too. Don't don't worry. I'm not trying to blame anyone in particular. I think we're all guilty of this, because we want to set ourselves up for a good semester. But little do we know that everyone around us who appears to have this perfect life, to be this perfect student have this cute little planner and everything like that is actually everyone is really scared on the inside about what this class is going to be like and how it's going to go for them. I think for me in particular, even though I've gotten through so many different classes in my college career and really just my school career in general, even though I've had probably hundreds no I don't even know hundreds might be stretching it but I've had a lot of teachers and professors in the past I've had all different kinds I've taken all sorts of different kinds of classes and I'm sure you have too but regardless I still find myself feeling like oh I don't know if I'm smart enough for this I don't know if I can get through this class at the beginning of every semester and I feel this way about lots of classes that I go into it's just how my mind works, I guess. I just think I get nervous about it because, quite simply, it's something new. It's something different. It's especially hard in college because I think as soon as we start to get used to a class and as soon as we start to get used to a professor and their method of teaching and testing, the semester's over and we start fresh with new classes. I think we're always starting new if we're starting fresh all the time with new sets of classes that we never really can get in a groove with any certain class or professor before we have to start over and go back into the sense of unknown. For me, dealing with the unknown has been something I've struggled with and I'm trying to get better at it every single day. I think I've improved a lot, but especially with academics, I can find myself a lot of times fearing the unknown when I start a new class. Even though <laughs> I've performed well in the past, I've had so much experience, this is just new and that alone is enough to feel a little nervous. So I think if you're feeling nervous about your classes, teachers, whatever, it's totally normal. And I, I think from what I've experienced, maybe you're going through the same thing of just feeling nervous because it's new. And especially this semester, I think it's even more nerve wracking because a lot of these professors are having to totally adapt their classes to a totally different format. Online classes, even though many of us have taken online classes last semester and maybe even before that, this is a total semester of online classes and having to adjust to just the new reality of our world is stressful for professors and students alike, so I think it's totally understandable why we'd be stressed about classes this semester. 
but no matter what semester it is, I think just that feeling of newness and the unknown can definitely create that feeling of stress. So I feel it. If you do too, I hope this makes you feel a little bit less alone, but I want to tell you how I'm trying to deal with the stress and the nerves of academics because I think it's one thing to know like, okay, Meredith is dealing with stress too, I'm not alone, that's great, but it's another to actually feel like, oh, I actually have tools and tips to overcome this feeling of stress in my academics, and I really want to be both for you. I want to be that source of relatability, but I also want to give you some tangible tips so that you can walk away from this episode feeling like you actually have something you can take with you into your life. I want you to walk away with value, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So let me just tell you about how I've dealt with stress from academics in the past. I think going into a new semester, I... I'm very quick to look at my academics and my stress as a negative emotion, a negative feeling. I always think, oh, I'm so stressed about this class. I don't think it's going to go well. I don't think I'm going to get along with this professor. And I just keep looking at it as a negative thing. And I think it's normal. That's just natural when you're stressed. I mean, People don't technically or typically look at stress as a positive emotion or feeling, at least I don't think I do, but I think it's really important to kind of stop yourself when you start catching yourself looking at everything in such a negative light to stop that and to turn it into a positive. Because I've found in the semesters where I let my stress consume me and where I let myself just continue to worry and worry and worry about things and keep making myself believe like I'm going to fail this class or I'm not going to get along with this professor, it it's a much harder semester for me or a much harder class if I'm stressed out about a particular class. Because quite simply, I'm allowing myself to believe these narratives that I'm creating in my brain or that my stress is creating for me. And because I'm believing it, I'm not performing as well. If I say I'm not going to do well in a class or it's super hard, then I'm not going to probably be able to perform as well as I'd like to because I just have that in my mind like I'm not going to and so my work will naturally reflect that mindset that I have if that makes sense. So a long time ago I heard a quote I'm sure I've talked about it on here before but it said something to the extent of if you are nervous about something it means you care about that thing whatever it is. And for a while, I was like, okay, so what? But when I really started thinking about it, I realized, you know what? That's actually a really cool thing. Like, yes, being nervous, that's not typically seen as a positive thing. But when you view it as some sign that you care, then that is totally a positive thing. So when I'm super nervous about my classes at the beginning of each semester, yes, I can acknowledge that I'm nervous about it, but when I try to view it as a sign that I care about those classes and that I care about my academics, 
I'm much more likely to get over my nerves and to perform better knowing, you know what, I care. I care about school. I care about my academics. I care about my grades. And that is something to be proud of. And so I think it's really important to start using little tricks like that to reframe your negative thoughts toward your classes or your academics and start turning them into positive thoughts and I guess positive nerves in a sense. So really, I mean, if you didn't care about your school or about academics or your grades, you probably wouldn't be nervous about your classes. You would just be kind of going in, going with the flow. You wouldn't really put much effort into the class. You wouldn't care so much about who your professor is or whether they make the class easy or hard. You would just kind of go into it and you probably wouldn't succeed, to be honest with you. I think definitely... (laughs) I still want to emphasize that being super nervous all the time is not something you should strive for because that could create other problems down the road. But having at least a little level of like nerves, just, you know, little jitters the first day of class, I don't know what to call them. But I think it does show that to a certain level, you do care about that class and you care about your performance. So I think that is alone one thing that has helped me kind of reframe my nerves and view them as a positive thing. Um, And, you know, looking at past experiences, of course, just really reminding yourself, like, I've been through this so many times before. Yes, this might not be a class I've taken. It might not be a class that I'm used to or a professor that I'm used to, but I've done this before. I've done school and I've gotten through it so I can get through it again. I think just all of those positive thoughts are helpful, but if you're really looking for ways to clearly see a difference right away in your performance and your feelings, I think one of the best things you can do is the first day of class or the first week at the very latest, talk to your professors and be honest with them. I think this kind of makes me cringe just to say it because I always get so nervous to talk to professors really any time in the semester, but especially the first week when I'm just starting to get to know them. I don't want to make a bad first impression because, you know, I still have 16 weeks or whatever with this person, so I have to start out on a good foot, but I also think that thinking back to those past experiences, there have been way too many classes where I have felt really nervous, really unprepared, just not not feeling super confident about the class within the first week. And instead of voicing my thoughts and coming to my professor and even introducing myself and saying how I'm feeling about their class, instead of doing that, I kind of have just sat in the background and just thought, okay, you know, I'm feeling stressed. I'm probably the only one. It's whatever. I'll get through it. And I just kind of keep trying to justify to myself why it doesn't make sense to go talk to my professor, why it's going to get better. Like, I just need to wait it out. And as time goes on, I'll feel less stressed. You know, in some cases, sure, that could be true. But in many of my past experiences, I've found that if I don't speak up and tell my professor how I'm feeling, 
it just gets worse throughout the semester. I keep feeling more confused, I keep feeling less prepared, and quite honestly, my performance kind of lacks because I am just not feeling super sure of myself and I'm not feeling like I have everything I need to succeed in their class, but I've been too nervous to talk to them about it. I don't know if you've heard your professors in the past say things like, if you need help with something, come earlier in the semester rather than later, because the later it gets, the harder it is to help you. And I've heard that a lot and have kind of just been like, oh, whatever, it'll be fine. But professors really do mean that when they say that. I have been in too many classes where finally the end of the semester is coming around and I the struggle is just becoming too much and I need to get help, but it's even harder for me to ask for help at the end of the semester than at the beginning because I know that I've had so much time to get my problems solved already and it's just kind of awkward to think about coming to my professor at the very end of the semester and being honest about all these things that have been pent up for the whole semester so far. That's just never a fun thing to have to do, and a lot of times professors don't take you as seriously if you wait to let all of your thoughts out until the end, because they know as well as you do that you've had the time to do it, you've just chosen not to. So even though it might be hard, I think it's really important to make that initial effort to get to know your professors and be honest with how you're feeling about the class. I I don't think they're going to judge you for it at all. At least I've never had a professor who does that. If they do, well, that's a different issue. But I think for the most part, professors will really appreciate you coming to them and will really see it as a sign of strength and just uh, you'll impress them I think. I've done this a few times lately with my classes and my professors were all really impressed that I just you know not only that I tried to introduce myself and get to know them but that I was honest about how I was feeling and that really showed them that I was taking their class seriously and that opened the door to a lot of, you know, less awkward future conversations because my professors knew uh, on, you know, from day one that I was feeling stressed about their class for XYZ reasons and they knew that this was going to be something I'd be getting through and they kind of knew how they could be a resource for me and how they could help me. And I've also found that by making those relationships from day one that professors tend to be a little more lenient with you (laughs) as the semester goes on. So if your grade is on the border or if you're feeling like you can't get something done in time or whatever it may be, I feel like those professors who have gotten to know you and who you've been honest with from day one will really give you some more grace than the ones who you haven't talked to at all until it's too late. So I think it's really important to do that. I'm going to try and make a better effort of it with all of my professors this semester, even though it's going to be a different format, a lot of my classes are going to be online. I I honestly think it's even more important almost to make that effort when your classes are online because it's even harder for professors to find out how you're feeling or 
you know, be able to pick up on things when you're just on Zoom rather than an in-person class. So just keeping those lines of communication open, I think, is really important and will definitely help you feel better knowing that you and your professor are on the same page and you're going to have the help you need to make the semester successful in your academics. Okay, I've been talking for quite a while about the academic side of stress, so we're going to shift the conversation now to feeling nervous about the social piece of college or high school. Wherever you are in your education, I think the social stress is real, (laughs) especially this semester. I think everything this semester is a little heightened in terms of stress, but social social life, that has always been one of my biggest stresses. And I think it's because for me, I typically tend to be a very introverted person, and it tends to be a little harder for me to naturally make a lot of friends. I have to try very, very hard to be social, to make a lot of friends. I'm kind of more of the person to sit in the background and just really listen, which I think has its benefits for sure. But when you're talking about going to college and constantly being surrounded by people your age and having so much to get involved in on campus, you know, social life is one of the big parts of college. And so it's always been something I've struggled with because I know that I, I want to have the best college experience I can, but it's so hard for me to go out there and just naturally make hundreds of friends. And I think... I've really had to shift my mindset and realize, like, it's okay to not be able to naturally make hundreds of friends because at the end of the day, nobody really has hundreds of friends. Nobody is super social all the time. And even though everybody hypes up the social scene of college and that, you know, you'll make so many friends and there's so much fun to be had and so many events to go to, like... Even though everybody says that, at the end of the day, everybody struggles with a social life at college in different ways, and really, I think I've been trying to shift my mindset from not just making friends and having all of these people and being popular, but really making quality friends that will last me through college and beyond. And friends that are not just there for the status and for my Instagram pictures, but who are there to, you know, actually get to know me as a person, who I can get to know as a person, and who I can really, you know, be true friends with (laughs) instead of just surface level friends. So that's really hard. (laughs) Trust me. It's something I talk a lot about in my new book. It's something I have struggled with since... I mean, really my whole life, to be honest with you. And I think there's just a lot of pressure to have all these friends and have this perfect social life, but it's just not realistic. I think, too, it's it's going off of that point. A lot of this pressure that we feel to have this perfect social life just comes from our own heads. (laughs) I mean, it really is not grounded in a lot of substance. Obviously, yeah, we see people out there, we see all these girls who appear to have a hundred friends and a million Instagram followers and are always invited to all the parties, all the social events, who are in the perfect sorority, who just have it all and 
we look at them and we think like, oh my gosh, this is how it is. This is how I have to, you know, live in order to have a good experience in college. But we are really making this stuff up in our own head. A lot of times society doesn't explicitly tell us like, okay, you're in college now. That means you have to rush to find as many friends as you can. Like, it can be easy to think that when you look at people, but no one is really usually telling you that is what you have to do to have, you know, a good experience, a good life, whatever. And if they are telling you that, well, again, that's a different problem. But I'm just talking about the pressure we create in our heads here. I think a lot of times people don't actually notice (laughs) who you're hanging out with. People don't notice whether or not you're surrounded by people unless it affects them. And unless, you know, they're using it as a means to compare themselves to you. I, I think for me, I've realized I always pick up on the people who are seeming to always be talking to others, who have this uh, perfect social life, or so it appears, and who appear to always be surrounded by people and be popular. And I think a lot of us, that's kind of the people we pick up on, are these popular people, and we want to strive to be like them. And we're not judging them for it. We want to be like them. And so I think it's important to recognize that if you don't have all of these friends, if you don't have this perfect social life like the girls you see around you, most likely other people are not noticing that because they're focusing their attention on the girls who do have it all and the girls who have the social life they want to have. If you're alone, a lot of times, sadly... I mean, I guess it's good and bad. People aren't going to notice you if you're by yourself. I mean, people just focus on (laughs) the popularity and everyone else around them and all of the friends and stuff like that. So if you're just like this lone person walking down the street or sitting at a table by yourself at lunch, like most of the time people are not going to notice it. And if they do notice it, I would hope it would be in a way... they would notice you because it really struck them as something, you know, relatable, I guess. If you're alone and someone notices you, that means, you know, maybe they're feeling alone too. And you might actually make them feel better by, you know, being by yourself. They can see like, wow, that person might not be with a hundred people, but that is really refreshing to see. So what I'm really trying to get at here is, People are not as focused on you as they as you think they are, and if they do focus on you when your social life isn't at its best, then that's not necessarily a sign that they're judging you. It might actually be a sign that you're inspiring them or that you're making them feel better <laughs> about their life, no matter what their social life appears to be. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, It's really easy to say that if people judge you, they're not the ones for you, and that most people who appear to have this perfect social life and a hundred friends really don't have a hundred true friends. They might have a few true friends, and I think that's how it is for a lot of us. A lot of us have few very, very good friends, and maybe a lot of surface-level friends and acquaintances, but when it comes down to it, you have to remember Are you at college to just 
meet as many people as you can and have all of these surface level friendships. I mean, sure, we want to meet as many people as we can to get exposed to different backgrounds, different personalities, different people, but do we really want to do that just for the status, just for the Instagram pictures, or do we really want to do that to find a few true and constant friends who can be with us for life? I mean, I think everyone can answer that personally, and I'm not saying either way is right or wrong, but for me personally, I've realized that I'm at college to make quality, true friends um, who, you know, who I don't have to use just for Instagram photos and then, you know, never talk to them about real stuff or deep stuff. I think I really want to make those true friends where I can do all of that with, and for me, that means maybe not always being with people. <laughs> I think for me, it means finding comfort and being alone. And I think for all of us, that is one big tip I would give you is whether you want to just make as many friends as possible and have a higher quantity of friends, or if you want to focus on just finding a few people who are your true quality friends. I think it's important before you can really do either of those things and be truly happy, you have to be happy by yourself. It's just like any romantic relationship. Before you can love someone else, you have to love yourself. And in friendships, I think before you can be surrounded by other people and truly be happy, you have to be surrounded by yourself and be truly happy. So again, this is something I talk a lot about in my book if you want to explore this topic further. But I think just being able to realize that, first of all, everybody's struggling with this. And secondly, it's so important to feel comfortable alone before you can feel truly comfortable with others. I think that's so important to realize. And I have so many different tips for specifically spending time alone, different things you can do, and, you know, how to... Uh, feel a little more confident by yourself, but I think overall it comes down to doing what makes you happy when you're by yourself. You know, whatever form of self-care you enjoy or you get a lot out of, you do that, and you, you know, put as much love and effort into yourself as you do into external things, <laughs> friends, family, relationships, acquaintances, people you're trying to impress, you probably put a lot of effort into those relationships, especially when you're just starting out and you're in college and you're really trying to meet people. That takes a lot of your energy to put yourself out there. And I think it's just important to put an equal amount of energy into yourself because that'll make it so much easier to be your genuine self when you're out there in the world making friends. And you'll find that you're able to make truer friends because you are true to yourself first. If you're true to yourself, you'll naturally attract the people who are supposed to be in your life. And you'll naturally find the people who are also true to themselves and who have similarities to you. And I think that's just a really cool thing to think about. It's not going to come overnight for me. I'm going to be a junior in college and I have been trying to make true friends, I mean, for my whole life, really. I definitely have found some really great friends in college, but it didn't come, you know, after my first semester. It didn't come after my first year. 
I'm still working on finding those true friends, and there are people I just met, you know, even last semester, that was my sophomore year, who are just now becoming some of my greatest friends. And so I think just realizing, like, it's not gonna be overnight, but if you put in the work on yourself, then it'll make it so much easier to find the right people for you. So that's about all I have to say there with the social piece before I keep rambling too much. (laughs) But I finally just want to finish off this episode with some real talk about the state of the world right now and what the semester is going to look like for us and how we can kind of manage our stress with everything going on, specifically with coronavirus, online classes, our own personal health, everything like that. This is very focused on this semester in particular. So I'm just going to start by saying this is a tough one for me to talk about because I obviously do not know what's going to happen this semester. I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen. I think every school is handling things a little bit differently and there's a really good chance that everything could be fine and there's also a really good chance that things could just get even worse and schools might have to shut down again and we might have to go back to how things were last semester or worse you know who knows what could happen I think again like I was talking about earlier that fear of the unknown right now is huge for many of us and it it's hard for me to come on here and try to be so you know positive about it because quite honestly, I don't, I don't know if I should be positive. I don't know if I, I don't want to be negative about it, but I also don't want to be unrealistic here and just be like, it's all gonna work out. You guys will be fine. You got this because I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think I still want to give you some, some things that I've been thinking about and some tips that I've been implementing in my life to set myself up for successful, successful semester. I, that's, that's a tongue twister. Try to say that five times fast. Anyway, (laughs) to set you up for a successful semester, I want to give you some of the things I've been doing to set myself up for a successful semester. And before I say that phrase one more time, I'm just going to get into some of those things. So first things first, I think any semester, it's really important to focus on your personal health above all else, and especially on college campuses, there are always a lot of different sicknesses going around. It's very easy to get sick when you're at school. I've gotten sick so many times in college. It's kind of sad, but I've found a few things really help me preserve my health, and they're really obvious, so I won't spend a lot of time on them, but seriously, I have found so much so much goodness, I guess, in keeping as much of a routine for myself as possible in terms of my healthy habits. So getting sleep, I think, is the number one thing that I try to focus on. And this semester, I think it's more important than ever to get a good amount of sleep every night. And I'm telling myself this because I know I need to do better. I I do pretty well when I'm at school getting into a good sleep schedule. I don't go to bed super late every night. I get up, you know, 
seven, eight maybe at the latest, which isn't too bad, I don't think, for a college student. Um, but definitely over the summer, I mean, I think a lot of us have kind of gotten out of any school routine we once had. And I think as I prepare to go back to campus, I'm really keeping in mind the importance of setting up a proper sleep schedule for myself so that when I get back, I know that I'll be getting you know, a good amount of sleep every night where I don't have to worry about feeling exhausted every day and where I don't have to worry about compromising my immune system in any way. So sleep for sure is important. Healthy eating habits, of course. Exercise, of course. All the things that you know and I know, it's just all about actually implementing those things and putting them into action. That can be tricky, <laughs> but I think this semester in particular, it's just really, really important to focus on our health above all else and of course keeping other people healthy by following all the measures put forth by our schools, our states, everything like that is super important. But that's really the major thing that's pushing me forward right now is creating a routine for myself, a sleeping routine, a an eating routine, an exercise routine and putting all of that really integrating it into my daily life so that I don't have to think of it as, okay, now I have to go, you know, exercise for an hour, like, oh, I really should be studying. I'm trying to view it as something that is just a natural part of my day, something I don't even have to think about, and something that is truly just as important, if not more important, than everything else going on in my life with school, social life, all those things I've just talked about. So routine, I think if you can establish that to start off the semester will be really beneficial for you. At least that's how it usually is for me. Um, a few other just, you know, kind of loose tips that I have. I've just been trying to remember during this time that Everything in life is temporary, and even though it seems like we've been going through this for years now, at least I feel that way, it really, I mean, it hasn't been that long when you think about it, and every day people are learning more about this, people are trying to find solutions, and a solution will come. It might not get rid of everything that's going on in the world right now, but slowly over time, I have faith that things will get better, that we will get through this time right now, everything that we're going through, it will pass, and until then, I think we just have to find comfort in the unknown, <laughs> I guess become comfortable with the uncomfortable in a way, and embrace the unknown just, ugh, it's, it's so hard for me because I'm really struggling with that right now. Um, there's just so much unknown in my life and in everyone's life, and it's very, very challenging to accept that and not just accept it, but embrace it. But here I am saying the importance of it because I do know deep down that it is important to just take what's happening in the world right now and obviously accept it and, you know, let it happen. Try to be a part of the solution, of course, but really, instead of just stopping there, taking that extra step to embrace it and say, you know what, 
no, this is not normal. This is not what any of us expected, but I'm going to use this time to work on myself and to grow as a person and to become stronger. And I think by giving yourself that positive mindset and that mindset of, okay, I'm going to use this time to make myself better. I'm going to embrace this season of unknown instead of just living in it. I think that'll really help us all be much more successful this semester because we'll be actively looking to improve ourselves, improve our lives, and not just sitting there complacent with what's happening in the world and waiting for it to pass. So that's kind of what I wanted to leave you with at the end of this episode. I know it might not be the most positive thing to leave you with, but I do feel like it's realistic right now as to what's going on with the world, and I don't want to sit here and pretend like everything is fine because it's clearly not, and I just want you to know that if you're feeling stressed out about it, if you're feeling stressed out or nervous about anything, you are not alone. I'm right there with you. This semester is going to look totally different than normal, but I know that we can get through it. I keep telling myself that, trying to, you know, manifest it, I guess, that it will be okay. And I just want you guys to know one more time that I'm always here if you guys need to talk about anything or if you just kind of want to share that something resonated with you or that you related to me in some way, that would be super appreciated as well. I always love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear that things are clicking. Um, I know this episode was kind of, I, I tried to have a structure to it, but I did get off track at times. I really didn't edit this at all which is a first. I mean, I edit my episodes to make them cohesive. I try not to edit them too much in the spirit of being genuine, but this episode I really didn't edit, so I hope it resonates with you and I hope it makes sense. Um, If it does, let me know. And until next time, stay genuine. I am rooting for you and I'll be back soon with another episode with some more advice, some more guests are coming on soon, super excited about that, and uh, school is starting before we know it, so ah, I'm gonna have a lot of content coming up soon, but I just wanted to get this episode out there and make you feel a little bit better about life, so hope I did that, I'm gonna stop now, I'm rambling, have a great day, have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.